Just when you think things can't get any stupider, they do. On Sunday, President Trump tweeted out a gif of himself clotheslining someone, knocking him to the ground, and then pummeling him at an old WWE event. In the gif, the head of Trump's victim has been replaced with the CNN logo. So Trump appears to be tackling, then beating the hell out of the network he most despises, the one he has used as a foil in his rise to power. Trump's CNN tweet followed on the heels of his tweets from last week, in which he attacked MSNBC's Mika Brzezinski and Joe Scarborough in the most personal terms. Trump supporters responded with unrestrained glee to much of this. Trump was fighting back. CNN, meanwhile, responded with its typical restraint and objectivity. Reporter after reporter declared that Trump's tweet didn't merely represent an obvious breach of decency, an unpresidential and apparently pathological outburst of spontaneous rage tweeting. It promoted violence, and Trump would have blood on his hands if some rogue follower picked up a gun and decided to come after Brian Stelter. Trump supporters responded to this outpouring of faux rage by CNN by shouting about Kathy Griffin carrying around a bloodied mock head of Trump, Julius Caesar presented by Shakespeare in the Park as an assassination of Trump, and Democrats from coast to coast who have proclaimed that Trump care would end with grandma being shoved off a cliff by Speaker of the House Paul Ryan. In this kabuki theater, both sides are right and both sides are wrong. The media are right that the president is acting out in a fashion that makes my three-year-old's temper tantrum seem mature by comparison. Trump supporters are right that the media's coverage is so wildly corrupt and hysterical, it makes Leo Bloom and the producers look like Mother Teresa. The media are wrong that their liberties are some sort of existential assault from the president who's merely mouthing off the way he has his entire career. Trump supporters are wrong that all evils can be excused by simply pointing at the latest media bad actor and yelling war at the top of your lungs. So here we are, a media nobody trusts, school-marming a president who's the class clown. Nobody looks really good in this particular fake wrestling match. The question is actually why anyone engages in it at all. After all, we know the match isn't real. Trump so adores the media attention that if CNN and the New York Times were to stop covering him, he'd quickly set himself on fire outside their studios for the cameras. Likewise, if Trump were to stop tweeting, CNN would have to go back to covering missing Malaysian airliners. It's a romance made in hell, but the ratings are absolutely stellar. So the question remains, why does everyone treat this game as if it's being played for high stakes? Well, it's entertaining. And entertaining conflicts must have clear good and evil combatants. Because the media are corrupt and Trump is immature, both sides must willingly blind themselves to the faults of their favorite characters. So, the right says that Trump is a virginal political victim, a neophyte, undeserving of his, of his critics' vitriol. Even better, he's held up as an unparalleled political genius, the voice of the people, the populist revolutionary in the guise of the prince of the city, a sort of Bruce Wayne who dons the cape of justice by night and tweets rage at the media by day, while the music from the dark night thunders dramatically in the background. The halo effect from stopping the Joker, Hillary, never fades in the eyes of Trump supporters. Meanwhile, the press overlooks its own participation in the corrupted political entertainment complex in order to paint itself as thoroughly painstaking and objective in its work. Journalists see themselves, and the left flatteringly sees the journalists, as warriors for truth, exposing the light in every dark nook and cranny of the Trump administration. They imagine themselves in battered hats and trench coats, walking around in the rain, looking for all of the evidence of the dark deeds, uncovering the seedy side of Trumpany Hall. The halo effect from opposing Trump never dies for the fourth estate. This Manichaean dichotomy means that there is no way for any reasonable or tempered debate to emerge over proper behavior or coverage. Instead, there's glee for Trump's base in watching Trump bring justice to the streets of media Gotham, flinging batarangs of acerbic nastiness at Mika Brzezinski's bloody face. And for the media, there is similar glee in proclaiming Trump an incipient Hitler, a Willie Stark who must be stopped before he can transform into real-life Huey Long. All of this makes the political scene a lot more fun and entertaining, but it's not very useful. 
While the drama of Trump versus the media is amusing, it's not quite WWE quality because most people actually think that it's real. We can find the WWE entertaining and amusing because we know it's scripted. But if we actually thought it was real, and then all of a sudden we were rudely disabused of that notion, it would probably ruin the fun. The same is true of our politics right now. The realization that Trump versus the media is just overblown stupidity half scripted on both sides makes the conflict less compelling. The comedy actually becomes kind of tragic. After all, it's a lot easier to laugh at the antics of The Undertaker than to laugh as the office of George Washington and the industry of Ernie Pyle both become punchlines. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. Okay, so CNN has completely lit itself on fire. So yesterday was July 4th, and in honor of Independence Day, CNN held a fireworks celebration in its own pants. It lit all of the TNT that it could find and then proceeded to blow it up absolutely destroying itself wholesale. We will talk about all of it because it is really amusing. I just said we shouldn't talk so much about the WWE stuff, but I'm going to because it's hilarious. So we'll talk about all of that stuff in a second. But first, I want to say thank you to our sponsors over at blinds.com. So I'm sure you don't think too much about your blinds, but let's face it, they're really ugly and you need to replace them because they've been there for like 20 years and they're left over from the previous tenants or the previous owner. You never bothered because who cares about blinds? You should care about blinds because they make your home look so much better when they are bad. You need to replace them. That's what blinds.com does for you. They make it really easy. If you're not sure what you want or even where to start, you go to blinds.com. You get a free online design consultation. You send them pictures of your house. They'll send back custom recommendations from a professional for what will work with your color scheme, your furniture, specific rooms. They'll even send you free samples to make sure that what you see online actually looks as good in person as it does online. And if you mismeasure, you measure it yourself. If you mismeasure it, blinds will... Blinds.com will remake the blinds for free. So even if you screw it up and it's your fault, they will make sure that it gets done right. For a limited time, go over to Blinds.com and use the promo code Ben. You get 20% off everything. All of the things, 20% off when you go to Blinds.com using promo code Ben. Again, that's faux wood blinds, cellular shades, roller shades, and more. 20% off everything when you use Blinds.com promo code Ben. Again, that's Blinds.com promo code Ben. Rules and restrictions do apply, but make sure you use that promo code Ben so that they know that we sent you and you help support the program. Okay, so CNN just it's astonishing how basically I tweeted last week that Trump destroyed CNN, not by actually attacking them, by trolling them so hard that they destroyed themselves. He really gave them enough rope that they decided not just to hang themselves, but to hang themselves by the neck until they were nearly dead, then pull themselves up back onto the platform and jump repeatedly. This is basically what CNN is doing now. So here's how this works out over the course of the weekend. So on Sunday, President Trump tweets something that I assume my three-and-a-half-year-old daughter has the good sense not to tweet, a WWE wrestling graphic of himself tackling a person with a CNN logo for a head and then jumping on top of them and pummeling them. This is the president of the United States. Lest we forget, George Washington and Abraham Lincoln once sat... Well, George Washington didn't, but Abraham Lincoln once sat in the office where where Donald Trump is tweeting in the middle of the night uh, from the toilet, presumably, about rage tweets. So so he tweets this, and here's what it looks like. Oh, everything is so stupid. Okay, so he tweets that. And then he, and then he, on July 4th, it's Independence Day, he decides to double down on that. He starts mocking the fake media, which is his favorite thing to do, right? He's, he, North Korea may be firing an intercontinental ballistic missile capable of hitting Alaska, but he's got to hit the fake media. I mean, come on. So it's Independence Day, and in the middle of his speech, he dumps out that he starts ripping on the fake media. All right. The fake media is trying to silence us. But we will not let them. Because the people know the truth. 
the fake media tried to stop us from going to the White House. But I'm president and they're not. Okay, so that's fair. I mean, the media hated him. They tried to stop him from going to the White House, and now they're trying to take him down. All of that is fair. They're not exactly silencing him. He's pretty loud, it turns out, and he uses his Twitter a lot. So that really doesn't change anything. But yes, the media are bad. Yes, the media are obviously trying to to cover him in unfair fashion. So he tweets this stupid thing about wrestling. The media has an obvious response. They could say, Mr. President, that was a stupid thing to tweet. Maybe you don't have a lot of self-control. That would be true. It would also be obvious, and it would be relatively objective. Instead, they proceed to spend the next three days talking about how this means that Donald Trump wants to literally go and beat Brian Stelter's face in. Right? That really, he's a, he's a sick Nazi who wants to murder people, and that's why he's tweeting out wrestling tweets from the WWE. Like, I'm, I, first of all, it doesn't make any sense to me. They used the CNN logo over, I think it was Vince McMahon's face. Is CNN's logo a person? Like, how can you even hit CNN's logo? It's a logo. It's not a thing. It's not a person. Like, how? unless Brian Stelter changed his face and had surgery, like an old Twilight Zone episode, so now his face looks like the CNN logo. I don't see how anyone would identify one with the other. But in any case, the, the left went hysterical. So Howard Dean says, it's just right-wingers, and they want to shoot places up. It's all because of Trump. It's Trump, and he's a Nazi. So it's not enough for them just to say that, that Trump is, is ridiculous in how he uses Twitter, which is obviously true. No, 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 he's, he's evil and he's a Nazi. And then you'll see, they went even further because they're totally insane. They've lost their minds. Trump has trolled them so hard that they have actually become that which they fear. So here is Howard Dean first saying that Trump is evil and violent. A lot of the Trump voters are not the far right nutcases with guns who want to, you know, shoot up the place. Most of the Trump voters well, I don't are think people. Anyone was was defining them that way. No, but there certainly are some of them. Uh, and the NRA put an appalling ad out there, which really basically made this statement. The OK, so the left, Howard Dean, who's a complete moron, is talking about how the right is full of violent people. Lest we forget, three weeks ago, a Trump-hating Bernie Sanders supporter tried to assassinate several dozen Republican Congress people, but were the violent ones, right? It's the Trump supporters who are the violent ones. Those of us on the right who are the violent ones. OK, so... Trump tweets out this WWE thing, and the media's first reaction is Trump is violent. And then they get their second reaction. So it's not enough for them to beclown themselves the first way. They have to beclown themselves every way. They have to find new ways to beclown themselves every single day. So what do they do? CNN goes, uh, CNN goes ahead and runs a story trying to find the source of the meme, right? Because Trump didn't create this little video of himself tackling the CNN logo. Somebody took the WWE video and pasted the CNN logo in there. So where did he get it? So he got it, supposedly, according to CNN, from some guy at Reddit. For those who don't know, Reddit's sort of an underground political thread. Uh, it's a very big website. A lot of people visit it. R the Donald is where all of these memes pop up. And I have sort of have a love-hate relationship with R the Donald. Sometimes they like me, sometimes they don't. It's always an inverse relationship with how nice I'm being to Trump that day. So I'm sure they'll love this episode. In any case, R the Donald posts this meme. There's a guy whose name is, uh, I can't actually say it out loud uh, because it's cursing. It's Han Bleephole Solo. Okay, and, and this is now national media coverage. We have to discuss these things because this is the news. <laughs> Everything is stupid. So he puts out this meme, right? Han Bleephole Solo puts out this meme and CNN traces it back to him. And then CNN goes and looks at all the other memes that he's put out. And it turns out he's put out a bunch of racist, anti-Semitic memes because there are a lot of people on Reddit who do this. I know because I was the personal recipient of 40% of all anti-Semitic memes that were tweeted on the internet at journalists last year. I personally was the recipient of. So I'm well aware of this entire crowd. I'm well aware of the bleep posters, as they call themselves. In any case, 
they decide to dig up all of this ancillary material and then pretend that Trump is somehow linked to that. So first of all, this is bad journalism. It's bad journalism because it would be one thing if Trump tweeted an anti-Semitic meme and then they said, okay, here is the world of anti-Semitic memes from which he is drawing. That would be a legit story. Right? Or if they'd said, he keeps going over to Reddit and 4chan, he has a long-standing relationship with Reddit and 4chan where he takes their memes, why is he so warm toward these people? That's a fair story. What is not a fair story is he picks up one piece of material from the R. The Donald thread, and now we're going to find the person who created that, who Trump has never met, probably never seen, and never... And none of this came... Like, Trump probably had no relationship with this person ever. He doesn't know who they are from Adam. And then we're going to find everything that guy ever did, and then we are going to link all the bad things that guy did with Trump. Right, so you can see how far they're stretching. So already this is a stupid story. Already this is an idiotic story. Trump didn't tweet anything racist or anti-Semitic. He tweeted something dumb. And now they're trying to link him with racism and anti-Semitism because the original creator of this wrestling gif, GIF was, uh, was some schmuck who, who, who tweets out anti-Semitic racist stuff. Okay, so that's dumb in and of itself. But then they go a level dumber. Okay, I told you, things are just going to get stupider from here on in. Right, eventually, as I said last week, America will disappear because we all go brain dead from loss of IQ points due to following politics too closely because this is all so stupid. So it goes a level deeper in the stupidity. So now CNN doesn't just track down Han A-hole Solo's name, right? They, tra- they don't just track down who he is. They don't just track down what else he's tweeted. Now they, they go to him and they reach out to him and he immediately sees what's happening. He sees they're now going to target him. And so what he decides to do is apologize, right? He puts a big apology, he takes down all of the terrible tweets, he takes down all of the terrible memes. And then CNN prints the story. And here's what they print, okay? This is from the CNN story, direct quote, quote, CNN is not publishing Han Ahol Solo's name because he is a private citizen who has issued an extensive statement of apology, showed remorse by saying he has taken down all his offending posts, and because he said he is not going to repeat this ugly behavior on social media again. In addition, he said his statement could serve as an example to others not to do the same. CNN reserves the right to publish his identity should any of that change. Okay, so for those of you who missed what just happened, that's called blackmail, right? What CNN is doing now is they are now saying he took down all of this stuff that we didn't like, he took the racist answer, also he took down the CNN stuff, but should he renege? Should he become a recidivist, a Reddit recidivist? Should he become a meme recidivist? Should he go out on the streets and threaten America, uh, America again with other WWE-linked videos? then we will reveal his name to the public at large, right? CNN reserves the right to publish his identity should any of that change. What? So now they have taken what was an obvious and clear win on Sunday, right? Trump making fun of them with some stupid meme and they could make fun of him back and it's an obvious win and they have destroyed themselves three separate ways. First, by claiming that Trump is violent and this is promoting violence. Second, by trying to track down everything possible about this meme guy. And third, by then threatening the meme guy that if he doesn't back down from this, they are going to out him, right? That is So CNN has now blown all journalistic credibility out of some pathetic, sick attempt to get Donald Trump and anyone who is remotely linked with Donald Trump. That's how insane all of this is. I mean, it's totally crazy. And this is what CNN is doing. But wait, it gets even better. Okay, so it just keeps going. The story gets even better. But before I tell you the rest of the story, I have to say thank you to our sponsors over at Tracker. So I am a person who is incredibly absent-minded, which is why I have to have two people telling me every morning what I'm doing that day, and that does not include my wife. We legitimately have two people at the company who tell me what my schedule is every day because I am so absent-minded. I lose my wallet, phone, and keys all the time, uh, and it, we, you lose time, you get frustrated. My wife also has a tendency to do this, so we stare at each other in annoyance on a frequent basis, wondering where we put our stuff, and that's why our marriage has been improved dramatically by 
by Tracker. Tracker is just great. What you do is you take this Tracker device, like a coin-sized device, you stick it on your keychain, and then it connects to your phone with a program, and you can hit this button on your phone, and now your keys will start beeping, and you can find your keys. Or, if you lose your phone, then you can actually hit the thing on your keys, and that will link to your phone. And even if your phone is on silent, right? This happens all the time. You lose your phone, it's on silent, you can't find it. Instead, it now rings through. So you'll never lose your wallet, or your phone, or your keys again. Your marriage will be better. You'll become a better person. I promise that your, your marriage will, if you're on the verge of divorce, now you'll have the most glorious marriage that ever was, thanks to Tracker, because that's just what they do. You're never going to lose this stuff again. Tracker changes everything. So they have something new that's called the Tracker Pixel. And uh, the Tracker Pixel is the lightest Bluetooth tracking device on the market. Again, put it on everything, and it'll, we put it on our baby so that we don't lose the baby, uh, and uh, you'll never lose anything again. Right now, you can get the third, they also have a 30-day money-back guarantee. Go to Tracker.com. It's T-R-A-C-K-R.com, thetracker.com. Enter that promo code Ben. You get 20% off any order you choose. That's thetracker.com, promo code Ben for 20% off, thetracker.com, promo code Ben. Uh, and uh, you're never going to lose anything again, which for me is an important thing, and I think it will be for you as well. Okay, so we're, we're through three of the four steps in CNN's total self-beclowning. I mean, at this point, the, the only way to describe this is that they deliberately decided to kick themselves in the groin as hard as humanly possible, and now all of their appendages are out of order because it just continues. Okay, so here's where it goes from here. Now, CNN defends itself from the blackmail accusations. They say, no, 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 we never blackmailed anyone. They said, we decided not to publish the name of the Reddit user out of concern for his safety. Here's the problem. You also threatened to release his name if he changed his behavior. So where is the safety threat coming from now, CNN? It's coming from you because you're threatening to release his name if he doesn't obey you. But that's not the bad part. Okay, that's not the bad part. Here's the worst part. They got the wrong guy. Okay, they got the wrong guy. They, tra- they tracked down Rebel Alliance hero Han A-Hole Solo. They, they tracked him down on planet Endor, and then they failed to get the right guy. They got the wrong guy. So BuzzFeed, here's BuzzFeed reporting on this. You ready for this? This is amazing. According to BuzzFeed, quote, one user pointed out that what Trump tweeted wasn't actually Han A-Hole Solo's GIF. Trump's GIF included both video and audio, whereas the rebel smuggler wannabe's GIF did not include audio. Furthermore, the original Han A-Hole Solo GIF was shorter, had a different aspect ratio, and had a WWE logo in the corner. Not even the colors are processed in the same manner. Han Solo, Han A-Hole Solo's GIF has an NTSC aspect ratio because it was cut directly from a taping of an analog WrestleMania footage. Trump's video has an aspect ratio of 16 to 9. And it continues. Someone downloaded the GIF that Han A-Hole Solo originally posted to Reddit. The person cropped it to better fit a video player like Facebook or YouTube. They went through the effort of syncing it back up with the audio from the original clip. Then they put it where, where Trump or one of Trump's people could see it and download it. So in other words, Trump didn't even get it from Reddit. Okay, Trump got it from Facebook. Trump got it from Facebook or from YouTube, and then he put it up. So they're trying to link this guy who made it on Reddit, who's not linked to Trump in any way. They're trying to link his ancillary stuff that Trump has never seen to Trump in order to call Trump a racist anti-Semite. And then they got, and then they're threatening the guy, and they got the wrong guy. Trump had no... <laughs> I mean, this is just, it's sheer incompetence of the highest order. And all this does, of course, is it helps Trump, right? I mean, Trump is just sitting there going, I've been calling them fake news all the time. Sure, I say they're fake news even when they're reporting real stuff, but now they're fake news all the time, right? It's just like, could he have paid them? Like, Trump doesn't even have to buy them because he now owns them, right? Or if he doesn't own them, they self-owned. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable. It's just incredible. And that wasn't, by the way, even that is not the end of the story because yesterday, CNN, two times, two times, apparently, had fake quotes, one from Abraham Lincoln, 
Do you know how dumb you have to be to run a story that is a fake quote from Abraham Lincoln? Okay, it's not like he's making new stuff up every day, Abraham Lincoln. It's not like he's coming out with new material that you have to vet. He's been dead for 150 years. I mean, President Trump may not know that. He thinks Andrew Jackson's still alive, and so is Frederick Douglass. But the, but the fact is that Abraham Lincoln, I, I think Trump is aware that, that he's dead. And certainly CNN should be. I mean, they're the ones saying Trump is so stupid. He's so stupid. Well, then don't quote Abraham Lincoln when he's not saying new stuff. It's just, it's unbelievable. And then everyone wonders why trust in the media may be declining. I can't imagine why trust in the media is declining. So when we continue on the other side here, I want to talk about some Republican silliness that happened over the weekend also on the media, because we can't just have, Republicans have gone, (laughs) we've gotten to the point where there can't just be partisan silliness, there has to be bipartisan silliness. Like everyone has to drink the cuckoo juice, and now everyone has lost their minds. So we'll get to more insanity, July 4th insanity, but first you're going to have to go over to Daily Wire and subscribe. So for $8 a month, you too can become a subscriber to dailywire.com. That gets you the rest of the show live. It gets you the mailbag, which we're doing on Friday. It gets you Andrew Clavin's show live, as well as the mailbag. We're launching some other shows too. Plus, you get the ad-free experience on the website, which is awesome. And uh, you get all that for just $8 a month. Make sure you lock in your subscription now because our rates are going up on July 10th. If you want the annual subscription, you get a free signed copy of the book I wrote with my dad, Say It So, all about baseball and fathers and sons. Really fun book, and I will autograph it for you. You can treasure it. You can keep it forever. Hand it down to your grandchildren uh, or alternatively sell it on eBay for a profit. I won't tell you what to do with it. In any case, you can get that for free when you become an annual subscriber. Um, Or if you just want to listen later at iTunes or SoundCloud, uh, then go over there, subscribe, leave us a review. We always appreciate it. Uh, Make sure that the the way you should leave a review, by the way, is however many stars you think the show deserves, add five to it, and then leave a review because that's the best way to do it. In any case, uh, you can join us on the other side when you subscribe. We are the largest conservative podcast in the nation. Okay, so... I just explained to you why CNN has completely destroyed itself. Now I need to play for you two quotes of Republicans who have lost the idea of what freedom of the press means because they are so, they too have lost their minds about the press. So instead of just saying CNN's terrible at its job, they're really bad at their jobs. Instead, they have decided that it is necessary to fulfill all leftist fantasies of right, what, what right-wingers are by saying dumb things about what right-wingers think about freedom of the press. So Bill Bennett. Right, a guy who wrote a book about values, right? He wrote many books about values. He's Secretary of Education under President Reagan. Right? He is on Fox and Friends yesterday, and he's talking about freedom of the press. And here is what he says. I love this president and his, his aggressiveness uh, about this. Uh, some of the tweets, yeah, it could be rephrased and reframed. But, you know, I watched several presidents bow to the, to the media, mm. try to ingratiate themselves to the media. It doesn't work, and they deserve a tap on the head. By the way, Nancy Pelosi said the media were the guardians of democracy. Free press is an important part of our democracy. But if the bad guys are coming over the wall, who do you want defending you, the staff at CNN or the United States? States Marine Corps. Okay, this is legitimately the stupidest point that I heard this week outside of CNN. It's legitimately a dumb point. So Bill Bennett says that, that you know, the freedom of the press is important. They're guardians of democracy, according to Nancy Pelosi. But if people are invading, who do you want out there? The people from CNN or soldiers? Wait, what? I'm, I'm unaware of how these two things are in conflict. I was, I was under the impression from all of the people I know in the military that one of the things they are protecting is our right to a free press. So that doesn't make any sense. So thanks for that, Bill Bennett. That's A plus grade A stupidity. Okay, other grade A stupidity. Unfortunately, uh, Mike Huckabee said something, and he said this on, uh, on Sean Hannity's show, which is just, this is just astonishing. Like, guys, can everybody, right now there's a, a phrase going around on the internet. It's hold my beer. The way that it works is that somebody does something dumb, and then they'll say somebody else comes along and says, hold my beer, right, while I do something else incredibly dumb. So the way this would work is 
Trump would say, I'm going to tweet something stupid. And then CNN would say, hold my beer. Right? Like, I'm going to go do something even dumber. So we're now at the point where everyone is holding each other's beer. We, can we just, like, hold our own beer and be less stupid? So here's Mike Huckabee uh, saying that freedom of the press only works when there is an objective press guaranteed. He said that on Sean Hannity's show. Okay, I like Sean. I like Sean's show. Sean's show is not objective. There is freedom of the press even when the press is not objective. In fact, if you go back to the founding era, there was basically no such thing as, a, as, a, uh, as an objective press. Everything was partisan press. None of this makes any sense. So everybody is acting down to their worst instincts. I will say that the right's worst instincts are not as bad as the left's worst instincts. So the left's worst instincts came out yesterday on, uh, on Twitter because it was Independence Day. So the left, there's a huge portion of the far left that really despises the country, like really despises the country. Yesterday's a day when at the very least we should all be able to come together and say, thank God for America. Thank God for the founding fathers, the greatest group of thinkers ever put in one room to create the greatest country in the history of mankind with God's blessing, right? This is a very easy one. Instead, you get a bunch of people from the left who feel the need to virtue signal about how they are going to how they're going to crap all over the country. So Sean King, who is uh, the whitest black guy working at the New York Daily News, uh, he, he, uh, he uh, is retweeting a guy who is at Blake Don't Crack. That's, that's his Twitter handle. The Honorable Brother B. Okay, the Honorable Brother B tweeted out yesterday, F the fourth, F the flag, F the national anthem. Seems like a pleasant fellow, right? Seems like a really nice guy. So Sean King, who has made an awful lot of money in commentary here in the United States, you know, doing his thing, talking about how crappy America is. He says, this accurately represents how most of my friends feel. Okay, this makes you a bad person. If you feel like F the fourth, F the flag, F the national anthem, I notice that all the people who say this never leave. Right? The, the, the people who whine the most about the country never just go. Like, if you hate it so much, you can leave. There are planes out of the country every single day. Now, I'm not one of these people who says love it or leave it, meaning you have to love everything about America or you have to get out. But I will say that if you don't appreciate the country at all, if you don't appreciate the independence of the United States, if you think American history is just a long string of abuses and cruelties, then please get out. You're undermining the country. You're undermining the country. You're undermining our history. You're undermining our capacity to get along because you can make the argument that America still has flaws that we have to work together to perfect. But what you cannot do is suggest that America is a nation born in slavery and brutality, has never risen above that, and can never rise above that. The fact is that the United States was born with a vision of freedom that was not yet perfected. And over the course of two centuries, we have worked to try and perfect that vision of freedom. But the vision never changed. Okay, the vision was always the same. And that was of a free people in a free land, free of government intervention, and free to fulfill their God-given rights. Right? That was always the vision. But the left doesn't see it that way. The left sees virtue signaling as ripping the United States. They have to show all their lefty friends how cool they are. There's this other guy named Dan Errol, uh, who uh, is, is some sort of left-wing journalist. And he tweeted out, happy fourth. And then what he tweeted out was a picture of himself burning the American flag of course, because this demonstrates what a great American he is to burn the American flag. And then people wonder why Trump got elected. People wonder why Trump got elected. Trump got elected because of you cretins. Okay, if you spend all day talking about how America is the worst place on earth and burning flags on July 4th and talking about F the flag, then of course we're going to tell you to go to hell. And we don't care who we elect president. If that guy is not going to tell, if that guy is at least, I would rather have the guy who's hugging the flag. Sure, it's cheesy. Okay, sure, it's, sure it's silly that President Trump tweeted out, on July 4th, a choir of people singing Make America Great Again. He literally did that. He, he didn't tweet out the national anthem. It was literally a choir full of people singing Make America Great Again. Like, here it is. I'll show it to you. Here's the video of Trump tweeting this out.
would rather have that. I would much rather have that. A hundred times over, I'd rather have that than these people who are burning the flag and the people who cater to them. And the Democratic Party caters to these folks. The Democratic Party says dissent is patriotic. The highest form of dissent is burning the flag. Burning the flag is patriotic. Nonsense. Nonsense. Burning the flag that, listen, there are a lot of us who are not brave enough to serve in the military and defend the country. I'm one of them. But for us to spit on the flag that so many fought and died to defend is disgusting. And this is why people voted for Trump. And this is why we'll continue to react in favor of people who at least don't do that in favor of people who don't do that. Okay, I'm going to get to things I like and things I hate in just one second. But before I do that, I want to say thank you to our advertisers over at Blinkist. So Blinkist is one of my favorite things. Blinkist is this service where you can basically listen to books in 15 minutes a day. So what they do is they take the main points from all of these various books, thousands of books. They take the main points of them, and then you can select the book, and you can listen to the main points of the book. This is awesome because, you know, I love reading. I spend lots of time reading and educating myself. But even after I've read a 400-page book, what I come away with might be 15 minutes worth of knowledge at most, right? You tend to forget most of what you read. You keep the main points. Blinkist boils down those main points for you so you can lose the chaff and keep the wheat. You can read four books in one day just by sitting there for an hour and using the Blinkist app. It's 2,000 of the best-selling nonfiction books in the country transformed in these powerful packs you can read or listen to in just 15 minutes. With Blinkist right now, you can really enjoy the ideas from books like Why Nations Fail, great book which I've read, right, but 650 pages. Instead of reading 650 pages, you get the main points in 15 minutes. Uh, and if you are reading, you might get at most through one book a week. But with that Blinkist app, again, you can get through two to three books on your way home. It's a fantastic app. Right now, they have a special offer just for our listeners. Go to Blinkist.com, B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com slash Ben right now to join to, to start your free trial or you get three months off your yearly plan when you join today. That's Blinkist.com slash Ben to start your free trial or get three months off of your subscription. So go check it out. It's really great. You'll enjoy it, I promise. Uh, I enjoy it. It's something that my wife uses as well. I've gotten a lot of friends to start using it. It's it, one of the amazing things about our political scene is that if you read one book, this makes you an expert on pretty much that topic. So you can be an expert on many topics just by using the Blinkist app. Again, Blinkist.com slash Ben. Use that slash Ben so that they know that we sent you. Okay, time for a couple of things I like and then some things that I hate. So things that I like. Uh, the UK, actually, the, the British embassy tweeted out something that I thought was absolutely hilarious on the 4th of July, uh, and it looked like this. Pretty spectacular. It, the, the tweet said... Uh, for those who can't see it, uh, the tweet says what it's like being British in America today, hashtag 4th of July, and it's a picture of some woman with her eyes really wide, smiling super awkwardly, because that is, that, I mean, that has to be what it's like for, for the Brits. In the, that's Emma Watson. Okay, so that makes it even better, because Emma Watson deserves any mockery that she can take upon her for her pro-abortion stance. In any case, it's a, it's a great thing. I didn't even recognize Emma Watson there because her face is so weird in that tweet. In any case, the British embassy wins the day with the, they, they lose the revolution, but they win the day with the UK embassy tweet. Okay, other things that I like, um, David Ignatius, who's a reporter on the Middle East, he points out that President Trump, while everybody is not watching, right, he's not doing a lot domestically, he isn't. But on foreign policy, President Trump is basically on the verge Thanks to un unshackling our military, we're on the verge of destroying ISIS. Like, Raqqa is going to fall, and that's going to be happening at the, at the hands of American allies with American support. David Ignatius says that Kurdish fighters who are now being armed by the Trump administration are cheering at the mention of President Trump's name. So good for President Trump. 
As I traveled across Syria, meeting with um, Syrian uh, fighters who were trying to take down the regime of Bashar al-Assad, every time the name President Trump was mentioned, there were there were cheers from the audience. Uh, once a Syrian Kurdish commander uh, used a vulgar term in Spanish, it would be cojones, to describe the what President uh, Trump has got and why they, why they like him. Okay, so that's, honestly, that's a wonderful thing that you're not seeing in the news, and that is something that deserves more coverage. I mean, for, for four years now, since, well, seven years, since 2010, President Obama talked about how ISIS was the JV squad, and they weren't a big deal, and then, of course, they became a real power in the region, and now they're being walked back to basically nothing, thanks to the intervention of the United States, demonstrating once again that one of the idiotic moves of my lifetime was pulling American troops out of Iraq precipitously, leading to the ride of ISIS. So good for the Trump administration for doing that. You know, Trump may not be my cup of tea on everything, but he certainly unshackles the military. If the military asks for something, he at least tries to get the military what they need. So good for him on that, for sure. So, okay, time for a couple of things that I hate. Okay, so Chris Christie, uh, who's made a mockery of himself because he sat on a beach, he shut down all the beaches, in, in all the state beaches in New Jersey, shut down because of a, a government shutdown. And so now... Uh, there's a picture of him on the beach sitting there, uh, and he is, uh, and he's just sitting there with his family on the beach that has been shut down, which is not good politics. Okay, Chris Christie is just a guy who likes to, he's like the Joker, he likes to watch the world burn. Um, and he said yesterday that his poll numbers demonstrate that he doesn't care about optics. I think that there's much more about Chris Christie that demonstrates he doesn't care about optics. In any case, here's what Chris Christie had to say. I think I've proven over the last eight years that I don't really care about political optics. I care about right and wrong. And um, if I have a choice to make, I think I've proven over the last eight years that I have a choice to make between my family and political optics that I'm going to pick my family. Okay, that's just amazing. Okay, so the idea that he is, uh, that, that, you know, he, he believes in right and wrong but not political optics, the, the only thing, the only thing that he believes in is political optics, it just happens that he's unbelievably terrible at it. So well done, Chris Christie. You're making your lieutenant governor Almost impossible for that person to actually win your seat when you leave. Uh, once again, Chris Christie destroying everything that he touches. Okay, other things that I hate. So this one is amazing. This is according to McClatchy. A baby born in British Columbia, Canada, is thought to be one of the first in the world not to be recognized as either a boy or a girl on their national health card. Cyril Attlee's parents, Corey Doty, who is transgender and non-binary, which is not a thing. Like, I, I assume that Corey Doty is either the father of the child or the mother of the child, biologically, is now fighting for British Columbia to issue a birth certificate without any specific gender, according to CBC. Doty, who uses the pronoun there, said they don't want to assign the baby a gender until the child can decide for themselves who they are. Okay, you, you wonder why I get very uptight about the idea that these idiotic ideas are being imposed on me. Why are the media going along with this nonsense where somebody wants to be called by a plural pronoun when they are an individual? You are a single human being. You do not get to make up pronouns. You don't get to say, I am there now, right? I'm T-H-E-I-R. I'm, I'm multiple humans. No, no. And then to put that on your child, do you understand how evil that is? To really take a baby and doom that baby to gender confusion is just evil. It's evil. Okay, Doty told the CBC, I'm raising Cyril, it's spelled S-E-A-R-Y-L, in such a way that until they have the sense of self and command vocabulary to tell me who they are, I'm recognizing them as a baby and trying to give them all the love and support to be the most whole person they can be outside of the restrictions that come with the boy box and the girl box, Doty told CBC. Okay, again, what this really is, is Doty imposing his own mental illness, I think it's a guy, 
his own mental illness on his child. Right? It's th- this guy has a problem, and now he's going to impose it on the child. You've seen this, actually. There's been a movement in, in some leftist circles by some deaf parents to do this to their kids, right? raise their ki- children as deaf. This is an actual thing now, right? and it's disgusting. I mean, why would you possibly want to raise your child with what is, by any measure, a disability? It is a disability not to know what gender you are. Okay, it makes your life much more difficult. It makes your life much more unhappy. People who are suffering from gender dysphoria have a 40% lifetime suicide rate, and you are damning your kid to confusion and upset because your biology still dictates your gender. Okay, biology and gender are still innately intertwined and pretending that you're just a bag of goo. You're born as a bag of goo, and then you shape yourself into something else that's not the way it works. Your brain doesn't work that way. Your body doesn't work that way. And there's a strong case that this is child endangerment and they should take this kid right out of the home because this is disgusting. It is your job as a parent to guide your child. It is not your job to let the kid wander around. I assume that Dodie is feeding his child. Right? I assume that Dodie is actually giving food to the kid. Why not let the kid find food for their self? Why not let the kid change their own diaper? Well, you would say because the kid isn't physically capable of that. Well, guess what? Children are not mentally capable of deciding their own gender. Guess what? Adults aren't either because that's stupid. Okay, you can't decide your own gender. Your gender is connected with your sex. You are what you are. And I understand that we're now going through this insane, ridiculous routine where we're not going to pretend that men and women are exactly the same. There's an article in the UK press the other day talking about how they're now creating uh, artificial wombs for women who are infertile, which is wonderful. But then they say, we want to create artificial wombs so we can implant them in men so men can give birth and be pregnant. Hey, first of all, there's other plumbing aside from the womb that you're going to need for that, right? And second, and, you know, second of all, the birth process is going to be indelibly painful. I mean, if you think passing a kidney stone is bad, try, try, passing, a, try passing a nine-pound baby through your, your urinary canal. I mean, things are going to get real awkward real fast. But this is, the left, its attempt to obliterate gender is, is going to cause tremendous pain, particularly for children who are confused and, and don't know things by nature, which is why you're the parent. It's your job to teach your child. Okay, this nonsense where it's the, jo- the child's job to choose their own path in life. If children could choose their own path in life, they would all be dead by one. Okay, you'd be dead too if your parents had let you choose your own path. Your, your path would have been to sit there in your own poop and then eat candy all day, and then you'd be dead, right? That would be the, you'd be sticking your hand in every flame you could find. But, you know, I guess we have to turn adults into children and children into adults. This is one of the goals of the left. Okay, uh, quick Bible note, and then we will say goodbye for today. Uh, so, every week at this time, we go through a section of the Bible. Uh, so this is from the Old Testament. We've already gone through the entire Old Testament, actually, section by section. So now we are doing what in Jewish law we call the Haftorah, which is a section from the uh, Nevi'im and Ketuvim. This is the section from the prophets and the writings that corresponds to the section from the Torah, from the five books of Moses, that we normally read on this week. So here is the, uh, here is the section at the end of uh, the book of uh, Micah. We read a section from the book of Micah, chapter 5, and it said, Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, with myriad streams of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body, for the sin of my soul? He has told you, O man, what is good and what the Lord demands of you, but to do justice, to love loving kindness, and to walk discreetly with your God. Okay, so what's interesting about this is that this is very Jesus-like language, right? I mean, this is sort of New Testament language. You hear this a lot in the New Testament, this idea that God is not interested in your sacrifices. He's interested in your prayer. He's interested in what you do for him. He's interested in your love for him. Uh, and it pre- I mean, it has long Judaic roots, and that's what I'm pointing out here. In Micah, you know, I think that we spend an awful lot of time virtue signaling on the internet, in the journalistic community, in politics. We virtue signal a lot, but in the end, God is happy with what you do. He is not happy with what you say. He is not interested in your virtue signaling on Twitter. He's much more interested in how you treat fellow human beings, whether you treat his principles with truth, whether you forward his principles, yes, using truth, uh, or whether you are just 
paying lip service to those principles so that you can pursue a goal that is ancillary to that. That's what Micah is talking about. That's what Jeremiah talks about at length. This idea that it doesn't matter if you bring the sacrifice to the temple and it burns up on the, on the altar. That's not enough. You are going to have to actually make clear to God that you are willing to do something beyond the physical, you know, the, the rote sacrifice that's being, that's being put before him. Okay, so we'll be back here tomorrow, uh, and uh, we'll have much more to talk about. Tomorrow is Big Idea Thursday, so we'll do that. Plus, I can't wait to see how CNN screws up this story more. I mean, I think that we've, we've just when I think they've run out of ways, they're like the Kama Sutra of screwing up stories. They just have an enormous variety uh, to present to you. So we will talk about all of that tomorrow. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. We'll get to more on this in just one second. First, Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean, you know, like free. So when you switch to Pure Talk today, you'll get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. There's no four-line requirement, no activation fee, just a free Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick charging battery, and top-tier data security. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. Pure Talk gives you phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network. It's the same coverage you know and love, but for half the price of the other guys. The average family saves almost $1,000 a year. So I challenge you to choose a company that actually doesn't hate your guts and shares your values. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro to claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro to switch to my cell phone company. I've been using them for years. They're fantastic. You'll love them as well. Go to puretalk.com slash Shapiro and claim your eligibility on that free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Start saving.